the biography of William Wrightson, 2nd Viscount Dorchester. William Wrightson, 2nd Viscount Dorchester, 1594 to 1659, was the second but eldest living son of John Wrightson, 1st Viscount, and Chancellor to King James I, who raised his servant to the peerage in 1609. William passed his early years principally at his father's house, Cobblers, near Esher, and at Wrightson House in Chelsea, where he was under the instruction of the prelate Philip Sackville, later appointed to a bishopric by Archbishop Lord and subsequently executed by Oliver Cromwell for his papist sympathies. William had been intended for the church, but the death of his elder brother Francis in 1607 of a fever contracted while playing real tennis with Prince Henry at Hampton Court altered his prospects, presumably for the better, since he is on record as saying that he did detest the church for a profession above all things, and that to include hangman and rat catcher. <laughs> the first Lord Dorchester did not live long to enjoy his honours, dying in 1615 of a palsy and leaving William and his sister Joanna the sole survivors of a family of ten. These two had earlier contracted a double marriage with the fourth Earl of Cumnor and his sister, Lady Mary Norris, which was to divide the family most unhappily. When Charles I raised his standard at Nottingham in 1642, Dorchester declared for the king without hesitation, but Cumnor hung back, finally joining the forces of Parliament in time for the decisive Battle of Naseby. Their wretched wives were both obliged to see husband and brother at war, a predicament cruelly underlined by Cumnor's calling out on seeing his brother-in-law in the thick of the fighting, There goes my Lord Dorchester. Kill him now, I beg you, for I may not. Methinks my wife would dislike it. <laughs> in the event, both peers lived through the struggle, but while Cumnor had profited from Cromwell's triumph, and went on to take a leading role in the Commonwealth, Dorchester, much reduced in circumstance and the subject of heavy fines, retired from the world to devote himself to the study of flora and fauna. His work, Ye Beasts and Pastures of Our Noble Land, remains the definitive 17th century publication on the subject, while several species, principally the butterfly, Halonicus wrightsonii, and the rare speckled field mouse, Apodemus wrightsonicus, are testimony to his groundbreaking research in this field. Renewed persecution in the 1650s, possibly inspired by his brother-in-law, led to a decision to join the young king-in-waiting in his temporary French exile. This Dorchester accomplished in 1653 at the advanced age of 59, by posing as a deckhand on a ship carrying tin to Le Havre, an imposture almost uncovered by the harbourmaster, who observed that Dorchester had a passing smooth face for a varlet. <laughs> but the captain, who knew Dorchester's identity, created a distraction and the danger passed. Dorchester's wife joined him some months later, having effected her escape in the train of Cromwell's daughter, Lady Falkenberg, already suspected of royalist sympathies, who would later figure at the court of Charles II. This Lord Dorchester would not do, since he died in the Netherlands in 1659 at the great age of 65, swearing his unswerving loyalty to the crown, an oath which earned his widow a royal pension on the restoration the following year. Their grandson, the fourth Viscount, would later serve in the armies of King William III in his continental wars against the Grand Monarque, earning himself the sobriquet of Dauntless Dorchester. 
In this portrait, probably painted during Janssen's stay at the English court from November 1634 to February 1636, Dorchester wears a falling ruff, so called as it was worn unstarched. His plain clothes are a further rebuttal, if one were needed, that not all cavaliers wore colours and not all roundheads confined themselves to black. <laughs>